Ladies and gentlemen, today's opponents on Man vs. Train. At the crossing, we have Rick, a 175-pound frustrated man who's running late for work. And on the tracks, we have Bull, a million-pound freight train that takes a mile to stop. Let's see who comes out on top. You can't beat a train, so don't try. Stop. Trains can't. Paid for by NHTSA. Hike the trail? Check. Order takeout? Check. Schedule heart checkup? Done. We've all adapted to a new way of living. Keep your health care on schedule with Johns Hopkins Medicine, where your health and safety are our highest priorities. We're ready to care for you through virtual and in-person visits across Maryland and the greater Washington region. Your health, our experts, safely caring for you. Schedule your care now. Learn more at hopkinsmedicine.org forward slash safe. Welcome to another edition of Two Up Front. My name is Baxter Colburn, joined by Simon Provan on our fifth edition of our show. Simon, number five. It's amazing. We keep continuing to grow. As long as MLS continues to grow, we grow, Simon. It's a wonderful thing. That's an awesome thing. It is. It is. Well, this is Two Up Front. Uh, We've had a lot of time to deliberate with what's been happening over the last few days with MLS action. We have Vancouver Whitecaps played last night, a huge game. The Champions League's been going on. Uh, Crystal Palace pulling a big upset in the EPL, big Simon. Time. 2-1 over Man City. It's a huge win for them. And so there's a lot of fun stuff we want to cover today, but before we jump into that, Simon, where can the good people of uh, Twitter and Facebook find us at? First of all, Facebook, we are at 2 Up Front. And then on Twitter, two upfront soccer. Is that right, or did I mess yep, that one up? Yep, you're correct. Yep, right, at two upfront. Yes. And remember, it's the number two, not the T W O. It's a common misconception. You know, numbers and letters. It happens <laughs> right, all the time. Right. It's all Greek to me. Uh, anyway, but um, before we jump into too many things, uh, Simon, we need to. Are we are we ca- are we yellow carding or red carding ourselves? I think we should red card ourselves. Red card ourselves. ourselves. Simon and I have been sent off due to. Uh, misinformation, and we feel very guilty for and that. And the reason it's a red card is because at least I knew what was going on and forgot about it. So I I had no happen. clue, but that happens a lot for me. So last week we were chastising Klinsman for not selecting Brad Guzan. Yes. To play in place of Nick Ramondo. Well, there's a reason he wasn't <laughs> called up. He was. I actually... feel so guilty for this. I'm like, what is going on? So he was called up, and Guzan had to respectfully decline because. Him and his wife are having a baby. So that is why he was not in goal. I thought it's soccer, God, then family. No, it's God, family, soccer is how it should go. That's right. That's right. Oh, my gosh. No, I feel bad. Send me off. I'm done. I'm going to the showers early. It's ridiculous. Forgot my red card. I know. I I think I have an app for it, but I I don't have it, unfortunately. But um, so Brad Guzan... We're really sorry. Honestly, we congratulations on the new addition to the family. Maybe another goalie uh, in the future for you. Uh, he should take a picture, like, holding the baby, like, with his gloves on. That'd be good. I think that would that'd be, be that'd be a cute little, yeah. like, soccer picture. We, we know he's not going to drop it. Yeah, exactly, right? I mean, if, you know, throws it at Tim Howard, he'll hopefully save it, too. Right, but, yes. uh uh, anyway, for some of you that are uh, listening um, or now watching, um, we, before we get too far into the show, we are now uh, officially on The Cube. Uh, you can find us on thecube.com. You can get an inside look into the studio. 
Uh, so instead of just listening to us here on Spreaker or Facebook or Twitter or however you find us, you can also watch the show. You can go back and watch it at any time, uh, even though you might not be able to catch it live. But go to thecube.com and then search. Uh, you can either search for two up front, uh, our show, this is number five, or you can search for Baxter Colburn. That's my profile, and you can find the show that way as well. Yeah, and we want to thank the Cube too, for bringing us on. I mean, it's amazing that this is only our fifth show. We've had the Wisconsin Sports Group mm-hmm. on. We had uh, WLC, Wisconsin Lutheran College men's head coach Joe Lidke on. And now we're on the Cube. I mean, exactly. this, is, uh, this we, is pretty awesome. We continue to grow, and it's all because of the faithful support out there as well. So thank you so much. Continue to spread the good news that is too upfront uh, to the rest of the world. Uh, Facebook and Twitter are starting to blow up for us. And, uh, yeah, any suggestions you have about the show, please don't hesitate to stop Simon or I, either on Twitter or if you see us in person. We love talking to people. Yeah, and, again, you know, we, we want you to interact with us as well. So we always do an MLS prediction segment near the end of the show. We'd love to hear your predictions as well. We do a 50-50 segment where we have a little uh, powwow here, and you get to decide <laughs> who won that 50-50. Again, based off of the idea of a 50-50 ball in soccer, we both have an equal opportunity to go at it. Who won the ball? Let us know. Yeah, exactly. Well, speaking of winning, Simon, it doesn't always matter how many goals are scored for the home team, but how many goals are scored for the away team. Absolutely. Which, for just a second, the away goal rule, I feel like we just it, it, it infuriates me to a point unless it works in my favor. That's right, yes. Uh, yes. Because you're like, but you, we outscored you by, the, by this amount of goals, but you scored an away goal. It's, it gets confusing and dicey, but it played in the favor of the Montreal Impact. It did. You know, a lot of times that away goal factor, too, it can lead to a really boring second leg. But yeah. not this time around. No, not at all. We, uh, between the two second leg semifinal games, there were a total of 12 goals scored between the two games. Absolutely, yeah, 12 goals. It's it's mind-blowing, especially you think of the second leg of a Eight competition. Goals. Eight, Eight goals. goals. Eight goals. Four-four aggregate. Well, I sp- no, total, though. If you think about it between the second leg of the Montreal game and the second leg of the Club America. Yeah, two goals in Montreal. No, six. no, no. I'm saying there were six oh. goals scored in this in the Alouettes in Montreal game, and then there were six goals scored in the Club America. Six oh, Club- I'm sorry. You're talking about both yeah, games. I thought you were talking about yeah. the series. All right. <laughs> I was hey, like, I feel work. like I passed first grade math, but maybe I didn't. I don't know. Um <laughs> Oh, my gosh. I love it. Yes. So 12 goals total <laughs> in the second legs of the CONCACAF semifinals, which were played oh over the last gosh. two nights. <laughs> yes. That's what we were trying to get at eventually. But anyway. But the big one. The big the one. The one that we care about more yes, than anything. Is the fact that Ole Montreal. Woo! Montreal. They lost, but they won. That's exactly yes. what you're talking yes, about. Yes, exactly. It makes perfect sense. So when they beat El uh, I always mess up on this name. Elawela's. When they beat them 2-0 at home in the first leg of the yes. semifinals, we talked about then how big of a deal it was that they shut out this very it strong is. Costa it Rican club. Huge. And it came to fruition on Tuesday night. It did. So they go down to Costa Rica. They lose 4-2. to two, But because of that shutout, they advance on the away goals rule. Yeah, so away goals. So for once, we love the away goals rule. Exactly. Yeah. Alawalans. Alawalans would have had to have scored five goals. Five goals to advance. And they only got four, but they did get that fourth goal in the 93rd minute. So you had, but at that point, you're like, it's probably just a little too little late. You would think that. But if you look back in history, 2009, yes. the Montreal Impact was then with the second-tier NASL. Mm-hmm. They're playing Santos out of Mexico. Ah, Santos. So they win at home in the first leg, of 2-0. Then they go down to Mexico. It ends up being final score of 5-2. to two, But those last two goals that were scored, mm-hmm. 
one, two within a minute in stoppage time for uh, Santos. So Santos right scores there. in the 93rd and the 94th minute, and they end up winning that series 5-4. to four. Had they not gotten There's, that last just, goal. That is like the biggest dagger you can ever possibly have is getting up two stoppage time goals within a minute of each other. Right. So think about this. All right. So that 2009 series, yes. it ends up being 4-4 four, four mm-hmm. in the 93rd minute. And then Santos scores a goal a minute later. Yes. Well, in this game, that fourth goal for the Costa Rican club was scored in the 93rd minute. So it's they were not thinking, good, no. we, we got this, no worries. But, uh, but the they ended up gods, finishing it off. They smiled on them, thankfully. The soccer gods were nice. But the goals scored by Montreal were really nice goals. Absolutely. They were amazing. Uh, Oduro. Frank Klopas, keep playing him on the right because he, he does to. some magical work on I've that. I've always been a fan of Oduro and especially his pizza-style hair that he keeps doing <laughs> as well. It, he does the weirdest things with his hair, but Dominic Oduro is such an explosive outside midfielder that is horribly underrated. Absolutely, and we saw that we saw that in this game. Both goals he was involved in. He makes a great run down the right. First goal, he passes a very strong pass on the ground to Jack Mack, who finishes it off one time very strongly. Yeah. Second goal, we see him play that. We see him make a run into the box again from the right, plays it in. One player knocks it in, and Romero. This was a great goal. Was, Romero makes this great move, oh. chopping to the right. He makes the Costa Rican goalkeeper and defensive players slide into each other. And then he just slots it calmly into the back of the net. Yeah, and he that like, was the deciding goal. That was a beautiful goal, and it was, it's something of that nature too, where you you're like, oh. Okay, well, you know, he's going to maybe score. Oh, there's all these people in front of the goal, and then he just does this quick little move, and everyone's, like, on the ground. Two people basically, like, you know, crush each other. Like you said, the goalkeeper and the defender just slide into each other, and it was it was a beautiful goal, and I was applauding him for that, too. And I want to give credit, too, to Evan Bush, the goalkeeper for the impact. He, oh, yeah. he had a tough night. I think he faced 28 shots. Uh, not all of them were on goal, but it was about 28 shots for the Costa Rican club. I'm just going to keep saying the Costa Rican club so I yeah, don't that's, murder their that's name. so much easier. <laughs> Only eight were on target, thankfully, but four of those went in the back of the for, net. Four of those were in the back of the net. I will say, I think only perhaps one of them, maybe two he could have got a hand on. But that first goal... Um, From that Pablo Gavas? Oh, my goodness. Or no, was it, it wasn't Pablo. Yes, it was. Yes, it Pablo was. Yeah, he got the first two. Oh, beautiful goals. Right smack, upper 90. Yeah. No goalkeeper no in the world is going to save that. You can't. No, and I remember I watched the highlights for that, and I was, and he nails those two, like, almost – I mean, they were in the 47th and 60th minutes, but even still, like – just well, the, the momentum you started to feel shift. Almost. Yes, in the 60th minute, that goal that he, the second goal he had, that was that that was a, a crazy goal in that it comes off the corner. Impact's got to do better on defense. They leave they really a man do. wide open. Yeah, and but they got falls to for his it. foot. Boom! Right off the crossbar. Exactly, you and know? that was as a striker or midfielder or whatever he plays. You're taught, you know, hit it. You know, turn your square your hips and hit it at the goal. And he did that exactly. You don't have a lot of time to mess around. You in the don't. Box. He did what he's supposed to do. But then again, on the third goal, Guevara puts mm-hmm. it in. Again, they leave him wide open. The center backs just completely leave Guevara wide open. Uh, it's another cross into the box, and he just easily puts it into the goal. Uh, then McDonald gets that 93rd minute goal. Yeah. This is the one I think Bush should have had a hand on. Um, yeah, there was really no reason for that because he shot it from so far out. And it was a low ball on the ground. Maybe there was some confusion with where, he, where his well, defenders I, were. And I think it took a pretty wicked bounce. It did. Why they wet that field turf was beyond me. I don't know if it was raining, but that was that was a pretty yeah. soaking wet field. I know Seattle has to uh, water there so those little tire bits don't stick together. Yeah, But yeah. that was an overly saturated field. It, it really was. was. And I, I'm odd. sure that might have been a little you know, extra incentive for that for some reason. But one of the things I noticed too, as I'm watching the game is how nice the field was. 
like you think of Costa Rica, I was expecting to be playing, no offense to Costa Rica or the country as a whole, I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be a CONCACAF game in Costa Rica. It's probably going to be played at a tiny little stadium. Mm-hmm. The field's mm-hmm. probably going to look like crap. And here's this beautiful turf field and a nice stadium for the most part. And I was like, wow. And like, what, a, what a rocking uh, stands that they it had was. going on last they night. Had, and you mentioned that there was a bit of... Um, Foreign objects foreign being objects thrown being onto the field. Projectiles and, yes. going onto the field, which is unfortunate. You said they were coins? There, there, were, there, was, there, was, there were talk. Yeah, fans were throwing coins at players. And it's not unusual. Only though the, the bags of urine that will get tossed. I don't know if any of that was going on <laughs> Hopefully last night. Not. But, point. you know, that's, that's one of the blemishes with CONCACAF. they got to step in and do something. You know, I was just reading today that a team in Moscow has been punished for uh, racist, actually displaying a Nazi sign. Uh, but the same <laughs> club was also punished uh, when uh, Zanit uh, was playing at their mm-hmm. stadium. They were you know, throwing racial slurs at Hulk, the Brazilian player. So UEFA steps in. That club now has four games in which they cannot have fans at the stadium. Well, good. This is what CONCACAF has to start doing. They really do. If they're going to get these, these stadiums under control in, let's face it, mainly Central America. Yes. They got us. Well, and it happens in Mexico too. You don't um, hear much about that in MLS, though, or just the United States as a whole. Yes, I can understand you get those random rogue fans, but it's not a consistent thing where oh, there's fires in the stands or they're throwing things on right, at the players. You right. don't hear that. So I want to see Concacaf step in and, and start taking care of this business, finding these clubs, punishing them with uh, suspensions, perhaps moving a game from their home stadium, putting it in the stadium of the club that was going to be the away club. Yes. Find a way to, to punish these clubs so they start taking control of their own situations. That's one thing I think MLS does well. Mm-hmm. When, there are, when there are things happening in stadiums that shouldn't be. Now, sometimes MLS gets an over, a bit overzealous with this. That's true. Yeah, they're definitely guilty of that. But they'll step in. And they will they will err on the side of caution. Yes. And I'm all right with that. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, looking over at the other game, now, we had talked about this. Club America lost the first leg of their game to Hurry, I'm going to get this one right. Herodiano. 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 I usually have to hear it once, and then I'm sure. usually pretty good about it. Herodiano. They lost their first leg of that game 3-0 at Herodiano in yep, Costa Rica. In Costa Rica again. And you... Your, your, your logic blows my mind at times. <laughs> I don't remember the exact score, but you said, you know what? It's Club America. It's going to be in Mexico City. You know, Club America might have to go and score. I think you said six goals. I, I may have, but I'm I want to give myself go, I'm going to have to go back and check the tape, in all honesty. But even still, you're like, they're going to have to score six goals to win this game. And last night I was following the Vancouver-Columbus <laughs> game, and I'm like, you know, that's right. The other CONCACAF game is tonight. So I go and I check the score, and I openly, I won't say the words I said, but was very surprised about the score because I was, I was not expecting to see a 6-0 victory for Club America. Baxter, I don't get much right when it comes to our predictions, <laughs> but somehow I nailed that you one. You did. And, and you really it's funny because you say you saw the score and you were shocked by it. I was. I was not. Well, I was shocked because I thought that there would be a little bit more resistance. You know, obviously, I wouldn't have been shocked the fact that Club America was going to win. I project. I was thinking maybe like four goals, sure, yeah, something yeah. like that. But them to go six goals, four from the same person. Uh, you know, Dario Benedito, I believe is how you say his name, and then you have Dar- uh, Darwin Quintero uh, doing a lot of the assists mm-hmm. and scoring the first goal as well. But these goals came in bunches. Yes, we need to remember the fact that. The away team, the Costa Rican club, whoever they are with the H. Uh, Herdianato. There you go. Herdianato. I need a button, you know. Herdianato. Um, they were down to 10 men starting in the 27th minute. 
Yes. So, so yes, you want to, but at the same time, four of Club America's goals were in the back of the net when it was 11 v 11. That's right, yes. So, and that was it. That's all they needed. Exactly. So then they're up a man for the majority of the game. And yet, what's interesting is they still use their three substitutes. Of course, they're, they're killing time with those substitutes. Of course. Uh, but even if you look at when the subs happened, that's the, actually not an irregular pattern of substitutions, no. you know? 68th minute, 73rd minute, and 80th minute. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. And then they do add, they said it was 5 nothing at halftime. You know, they were up there. They scored in the 4th, the 8th, the 19th, the 25th, and the 32nd minute. At that point in time, you're like, holy cow, we're up 5 nothing already. We've already advanced through, potentially, as long as we don't fall apart. Um, and then they add another goal in the 85th minute. Yeah, and it comes from one of the subs. Exactly. Which Alejandro is, Diaz. Which makes the coach look like a genius. That's Anytime right. a, That's a right. sub can come on and score, the coach is like, yep, I meant to do that. And like, did you really? I mean, you, you hope so, but at the same time, like, it was just a great game. Yeah, I'm, I'll admit, Baxter, I didn't watch this game at all. I didn't even check in on the highlights. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that just comes from I was so confident that they were going to do they were going to do they what they gonna, had to do, yeah. and, and that's exactly what Club America did. So if you remember, the second part of my I believe, though, was that yeah, little, Impact will make it to the final, but they'll get destroyed nervous. by Club America. I would and not be shocked. I, I think that still may happen. Is the final held on a neutral site? It is not. No, it's still a two-legged affair. That's what makes this, this Champions League different from UEFA. So that's right. I that's do right. have the dates here if I flip over and find them. I know the first leg is at Azteca, so that is going to be oh, a gosh. difficult start. It's Ma- interesting that Montreal is considered the uh, higher-seeded team, so that's why they get the second leg. But I always see playing the second leg at home as a disadvantage. We saw it in, the, uh, in, in their semifinal mm-hmm. series, and... Now they've got to deal with, okay, what happens in, in Mexico City? What do we have to deal with when we get back exactly, here to Montreal? Yeah. Well, they obviously need to go out and they need to go guns a-blazing in club, in, when they're down in Mexico City because those away goals are going to be massive, absolutely massive. Jack McInerney, he's been hot and cold throughout his career. He's catching fire at the right time. Andres Romero, Dominic Rodoro, those are the right guys that are stepping up right now. Keep it going. Give Keep the ball to Rodoro. Let him sprint up and down the right wing and cause problems for that back line. And Jack Mack a couple of weeks ago had a great goal in league play <laughs> where he was on the outside of the 18, spun a little bit, flicked it over a defender and a goalkeeper. So, yeah. you know, he got called up to the senior team when he was playing with Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And it seems he may be possibly back on his – wait, no, Klinsman's coaching. Never mind. Uh, I was like, uh, wait. I'm like, that doesn't sound right. But anyway. So so the uh, the final series starts on April 22nd with the return leg in Montreal on April 29th. So all of MLS is behind this. San Jose has actually rescheduled their game that was supposed to happen around that time mm-hmm. with Montreal. Good for to, them. To give Montreal – and. What's actually really big about that, it was a Saturday game. Mm-hmm. They moved it to a Wednesday game in September. So that's a huge that, – that could be a huge financial sacrifice on San Jose's part. It could, part. potentially. But San Jose continues to do well, and we'll talk about them a little bit later on in the show when we get to our new official power rankings. But it's, it's good to see that MLS clubs are working together. And it's not one of those things where it's like, well, we didn't make it that far in the tournament, or we didn't make it to the tournament. Well, we're going to still play you anyway just so you can't do well. No, MLS as a whole realizes they have a golden historic opportunity to maybe finally have a team that could win the Champions League, although it would be a sheer miracle. 
It's still a possibility. It's a possibility. You know, we had we had the DC United win the old Champions Cup when it was all I think only eight teams were in it. <coughs> it was all single elimination games. Still, yeah. it's still a great trophy. Yeah, but yeah. This is only the second time in this Champions League format yep. in which an MLS team has made it to the final. The first time a Canadian team has made it to the exactly. final. Exactly, and, and it's this is an American Canadian. Sure, game, sure. You know, is. Real Salt Lake almost took care of business uh, against Monterey. I in really 11. wanted them to. So hopefully, the impact can do it. What happens to the impact in CONCACAF Champions League is good for all of MLS. So it yes, really big is. kudos to the league, big kudos to San Jose for rescheduling that game. Exactly. All right, well, we're going to take a quick break. Olé, 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 Simon is doing laps around the stadium. Olé, He's going to have to buy, we're going to have to get a, a scarf for the uh, impact, I think, here in the studio. But anyway, don't go anywhere. When we come back, we've got some EPL news, and we're going to check back in uh, with MLS as well. This is two up front. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to another edition of Two Up Front. I'm Baxter. This is Simon. All right, Simon. In the first segment, you were you were literally singing and you were running around the, the studio because you're that excited that the Montreal Impact are on their way to the CONCACAF Champions League final against Club America. We are terrified but excited at the same time, so hopefully something good can come of it. That, that would be, yeah, that good being... Having an MLS team in the FIFA Club World Cup. Ooh. How great would that be? That would be great. I feel like you should have a loan. Like, there should be these temporary like 10-day contracts. Like Send all the best MLS players to Montreal. <laughs> right. Stack the team for just a little bit and be like, okay, now we're done. Go back. You right, know? Right. I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, but anyway, Simon, did you bring your passport today? I... I actually don't have one. You don't I have need, a passport. How are we supposed to go to England now, Simon, for the EPL check-in? And you're I got it taken care of. I'm an actor. I have to imagine. Ah, I'm you're in going to imagine. See. So we do we have to do this segment in British? But maybe we should. I, it would what be fun. Should we try? I have no problem with it. Why not? Mine's terrible right now. I have to find it. But I know. I I, you're the actor. I'm just. I don't know what I am. But anyway. Um, anyway. Um, the EPL, Simon, it continues to amaze us with uh, how much is going on over there now. You and I, you follow Everton. I am a very quiet Arsenal fan. I don't do a lot of following of it. Uh, I don't mind Chelsea as well, but Uh, I know, uh, I know. I I tolerate Chelsea. I don't like them. I don't love them. I tolerate them. I understand. When a team only has two losses on the year, though, you have to kind of respect that. I respect that, sure. I don't have to like them, though. No, exactly. But uh, real quickly, the top five right now in the EPL standings, uh, you've got Chelsea at number one. Uh, Arsenal, uh, number two, uh, Man United at three, Man City at four, and Liverpool at five. 
Yeah, I'm a bit surprised about Man United actually being up there. I I still thought they would not be as good as they are this year, considering what happened last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there you have it. They're in third. But the game I we started to talk about a little bit. I didn't get to watch much. There of was this, it. It was a big surprise. Ooh, Crystal Palace taking care of business, beating Man City two to one. That has huge ramifications for Man City. It and does. Their, and their title chase, I, which I'm going to say they're they're done. They're not. Yeah, Man City's nine points behind the leaders in Chelsea. Arsenal is. Next closest, I mean, to Chelsea, if you want to say that, they're seven points behind. So, And Chelsea still has a game in hand on all of them. Exactly, yeah. Chelsea's only played 30 games. Everybody else has played 31. I mean, QPR has technically played 32, but when did that really matter since they're in relegation zone right, right. now? Yep. Um, but how is Everton looking right now? Well, I, man, their first, I believe it's their first two consecutive wins all season. How does that make you feel? Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> and that they beat Southampton. Now, granted, Southampton has not been... Uh, the best of teams lately. Sure. And the only bummer about that whole thing about beating Southampton is your Arsenal thrashed Liverpool 4-1. to They one, did. Which they really I'm did. I'm going to say that's all I've had this season is to cheer about Liverpool's woes, even though they've been playing well. So I was, yeah, great, they won 4-1. Yeah. to one. So that means if Southampton wins, they leap over Liverpool for that Europa League spot. Mm-hmm. Well, then Le- Everton was playing Southampton, so I can't cheer against Everton. So, that's the thing with the EPL on the table. That's right. So, so Everton ends up beating Southampton 1-0, but that helps Liverpool stay in that Europa League spot. Yeah, and Everton's currently sitting in 12th right now with 37 points. They're out of the relegation zone. I don't really feel like they're going to have an issue with that. Yeah, I, I, think I think they're fine now, but uh, this goes back to our conversation about these mid-table teams. I'm yeah. watching you, you to watch Everton. You can't hate them. You can't love them. Like, what do you do with them at yeah. the same time? It, it's really difficult in that regards to kind of. I mean, and we can the whole table. I would. I would love just one year. And be like, we're going to do a playoff. EPL fans would lose their mind. Like, what are you doing? Why not? Right. Just hey, once. Hey, you got playoffs for promotion's just sake. One time. You got the FA Cup, which is a playoff style tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why not? Just to make it interesting. We always know those. Top four or five teams, usually it's a top four that we know who's going to be there. It's always going to be Chelsea, it's Arsenal, it's Man United, and then Man City. Those those tend to be the top yeah, four. Yeah, the big four, as it were. And people have no – even if you're a, a casual EPL fan, which I would call myself more so, it's – for me, if it's not Chelsea, City, and United, and that Arsenal, Tottenham, whoever, you know, depends on the year – um, not in the big in the top four. I'm just kind of like, oh, what's going on? That's why when Southampton was so hot at the beginning of the year, I was like, wait a minute, who? Aren't they supposed to be like a, a blah kind of a team? Right, and the only time you're going to pay attention to those bottom teams is you know the last two or three games when yeah. they're when they're fighting to stay up top. But anybody who says that they're going to turn into a Burnley Leicester game. Sorry, I'm not buying it. Who? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I actually under- I actually know who both of those are. Yeah. Uh, I did want to take note fast of the uh, top two scoring leaders right now. The top three scoring leaders right now: uh, Diego Costa from Chelsea, 19 goals. Harry Kane. Harry Kane is the story of the season. He really is, and it's a shame that more people are not publicizing it. They are, but not as much as you feel like. If this were the NFL or the NBA or any other sports league in America, basically, and you had a player who was kind of a nobody have such a breakout year like Harry Kane has, both internationally and domestically, right. mm-hmm. it would be ridiculous news. ESPN would be going crazy with it. It's amazing that it's taken him this long to finally get called up to the England squad. It but, is, yeah, which is a bit unfortunate. A bit unfortunate, but if I remember right, did he score for England as well in his debut? He I did. Feel like he, he scored did. after, I think it was seven. 
70 some seconds. So, right, yeah. And so, it, was, it was a weird goal, but it, he still hey, scored. It's a goal. Exactly. A goal is a goal, and as a forward, I'll take you know, I don't care right. how if I put That's it in, right. if I kick it in, or if I tap it in with my knee, or whatever. As long as it goes in, I don't care. So you have two players, you know, Diego Costa is living up to his hype. Give finally. Him, give him credit for that. He finally right. is. Right. He, had a, he was a little disappointing last season, a little bit. Sure. Because I mean, he was really hot for a while, and then he was dreadful and then even come world cup time and he was playing semi-injured people will argue he was hurt or not either way he still didn't really put in the effort that a lot of people thought he was going to now he's finally starting to catch fire he's one of the main reasons chelsea's only lost two two games this year because he keeps putting the ball in the back of the net what's also surprising though you got somebody like charlie austin who plays for qpr and the (laughs) the worst teams in in the the league league. yeah Yeah. qpr is they third from the bottom i believe right now i think they're on the Bottom. No, you're right. Third from the bottom. You're right. And they have one of the leading scorers in the league. I hope for his sake that somebody's like, hey, here's a lot of money. Come play for a real club. I think you'll see that. It wouldn't surprise me. And that's... I think a good part of it, if you are, if you do play for a lower team, but you still manage to go tally a good amount of goals, the bigger clubs will notice that. Whether or not you get a ton of playing time, who knows? But at least you can add your. It, it gets you out of the relegation zone. Gets you out of the relegation zone. Hopefully, it helps that team who just dropped down a league to uh, get an influx of some income that they can perhaps get back up into the Premier League, or you become a team like Blackpool or uh, Wigan, who are both looking at facing relegation mm-hmm. from the championship and those were both premier league clubs oh. just a little bit ago and that's so unfortunate and it's always kind of those like five Wigan won the fa cup just they did and just for recently. some reason they're just having a, a dreadful season and i don't know maybe you should go manage them you should go get the boys <laughs> rallied and get them back up but uh i i want my my little moment here for an arsenal fan it's exciting to see olivier Giroud and alexis sanchez both with 14 goals this season alexis sanchez a diamond in the rough uh, he was a little back and forth at the beginning of the year. He's really found his stride now. He's battled injuries. He's looking really good. And he's a big reason that Arsenal sit in number two right now in the in the table. Yeah, Arsenal never gets enough credit. I thought perhaps with the way they were playing that they might challenge a little more for the title. Uh, here we are. We're basically nine to ten games away from the end of the season. And oh, I hate, I hate to keep going on on this, but... We've got our league champion, basically. Basically. Already. I as mean, Chelsea has to have a huge collapse. They would literally not need to win a single game. Right. Because Arsenal's what? Arsenal's seven points behind them right now. If Chelsea were to lose the rest of their games or draw the rest of their games, hypothetically, then yes, Arsenal would only have to win maybe two or three games or draw here and there. It's very possible, but Chelsea needs to just basically stop. And it, they're not. They're not going. They're way to. too hot to just stop, drop, and roll because they are really, they are literally on fire and doing a fantastic job with it. So we'll see kind of where that all transitions from there. Um, with Chelsea, they're an exciting club. We'll see if they decide to come back or not for a uh, MLS All Star game. They, they lost mm, last time they were they here. Do. I mean, I think they're still a little, little bitter about <laughs> that. Uh, but speaking of the MLS, Simon, it was a crazy uh, week, as it always is. The Revolution finally won again, so I'm really happy about that. And the Timbers. Timbers. I feel like has to be the surprise of the week. Tell us why. I'll tell you why. Please. It was a game of firsts. Diego Chara gets his first goal. Nat Borchers gets his first goal on Nat Borchers' night, by the way. And who was their third goal? Arudi, uh, in his yes. first start of this or second start of the season, gets his first goal. Portland's first one of the season. Boom. And the most important one, FC Dallas, their first loss of the season. So Which Portland not only gets a win, but they do it against the hottest team in MLS. Yes. Now I need to ask your opinion. How do you feel about Tissue Gate? Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't even fully understand it. It's not like Deflate Gate or Spy Gate or Watergate for that matter. Just... I felt Oscar Perez's what excuse. Was it exactly? He said he was doing it for the good of the league, what trying to get it? all managers 
to stop crying about the referees, including himself. And I would say, if that's the case, why not just come out and say that? Exactly. Why, you know, so it, it sounds like to me it was a, is a great excuse, a story he came up with two days after the fact. Uh, a lot of people are knocking Porter. You know I'm not a big fan of Caleb Porter. <laughs> but, hey, he took that tissue, looked at Oscar Perez, gave it back to him with at the same time saying, look at the scoreboard. Exactly. You can't and you saw, and the, the Now, maybe you can get mad that he littered on the field. <laughs> no. The environmentalist somewhere like, that's littering, save the trees. Oh, my gosh. Stop. Stop, for gosh sake. So sakes. that's tissue get. I think it's over and done with. I uh, really hope so. It wasn't even trending on Twitter. ESPN didn't even pick it up, for gosh sakes. Just let it go. It was fun. Oh, yeah. I'll give you that. It was well, fun. I mean, I'm on Twitter, and all of a sudden, I see all this tissue gate, tissue gate. I'm like, oh, my gosh. What did the Patriots do now? <laughs> right. There you and go. I'm like, I am so sick and tired of this. And then I'm like, MLS. I'm like, oh, I'm interested. What is this? And I'm like, the Timbers. Oh, I'm even more interested, Simon. What happened? So it's it's funny how it all worked out. Now, now, it's it's funny because when you look at a team like Orlando City, they have a lot of really good players. They really do. But it's it's funny from the fact that if you're a non-Orlando fan, but if you are an Orlando fan, you have to be really mad because the second week in a row, they get stabbed in the heart by a stoppage time goal. This time, DC United beats them two or beats them one zero. And again, another restart strike. Up, upper 90 shot. I actually had a couple of friends at that game. I was a little bit jealous hey, of that. Hey, there you go. Uh, so, Cooper, buy me a ticket next time. Uh, yeah, what what, what? two weeks in a row you have the, you know, almost 30,000 fans mm-hmm. in the Orange Bowl cheering on Orlando City and two weeks in a row they just lose the game in, the in stoppage time. That is by far the worst. I would... Well, I've been on both sides of this. I almost think I'd rather get blown out than lose in stoppage time. Yeah, it's it's tough. That's that's it a is. tough one to it's, choose. It's a hard like. Would you rather? Would you rather lose? You know, five zero. Would you rather lose in the ninety fifth minute one zero? Yeah, you know, I think if you have that loss in the ninety fifth minute, you're almost feeling that you deserve to at least, obviously, exactly. draw the game, yeah, but, exactly. but but win the game, especially on your home turf. But if you get blown out, it's like, all right, well, the other team definitely deserved it. Yeah, no, it's it's a hard thing to follow, especially on either side of it. Um. Now, what was a fun game to watch, aside from the Portland game, it was a lot of fun, but uh, there's two big games that jump out. Chicago going 3-2 against Toronto FC. Toronto back at full strength, and Chicago saying, listen, we've, we've done enough you know, slacking off. We're going to actually start scoring goals now, and they put three in on TFC. Yeah, and I don't believe Ship scored that game. Am I right? I know you're bringing it up here for us. I am, to yes. No, uh, he did not score. Which we thought, if anybody's going to score... It would be Harry Ship exactly, because the he's Harry been playing Ship hot. Yeah. I love Harry Ship. I feel like I, I'm not a Chicago Fire fan, but I almost want a Harry Ship jersey. I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. You know, that's our closest MLS club, but I still – it's. What about the Loons? <laughs> I love – got to get a Loons. 2018. Yeah, the here Loons! we go. Woo! Um, yeah, it was – you know, I think one of the things that we haven't – I don't want to say given Toronto credit for because it's not credit, but one thing we haven't taken into consideration is that their first seven games are on the road this season. Which is just Any, stupid. Well, they have to because they're they're doing um, updates to BMO Field yeah. in Toronto. It's just unfortunate, though, that it was scheduled that way. And anytime you see – I think the last time that actually happened was for the Galaxy. They had seven games on the road when they were building the what, it, what it was then called the Home Depot Center. Yep. They had a terrible start to the season. So I'm, I'm guessing that some of this lack of wins for Toronto is actually coming from the fact that – they know they've got their first seven games on the road. That is tough to deal with. It is, yeah. And, and you're not used to playing in front of your home crowd. You're not used to the atmosphere that you associate with being at your home field. Regardless if you're a good team or not, you get that little extra buzz by playing at home. And spending your first seven games on the road has got to be mentally draining for a team. Again, in a league where your simple travels aren't 
across the city or a bus drive to the next town over like it may be in England. You got long commutes that you're exactly. taking. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, Toronto to Chicago is not very long, but even still, it's it's difficult for Toronto. Their next game, as we look ahead to next week, we'll see where they happen to you know to stop by for that. Um, some of the other games, we were a little surprised by this. Vancouver goes 2-0 on the Galaxy. It's surprising. I want to know who the real LA Galaxy is. That's, exactly. That's really my only comment on the game. I mean, give a lot of credit to Vancouver. They, oh, for they sure. They played great again at home. But who is the LA Galaxy? That's the question of because, the early season. Because you look at it from our perspective, especially with our power rankings, it throws us off because it's like, well, they were hot to start the season, then they lose some of their guys, and then they, for international duty, they lose a few games. Okay, now they get their guys back, and then they get they get blown out 2-0. Yeah, like, we thought well, for sure are they? after losing to D.C. that Keane coming back, Zardis coming back, those guys would want to get that team right back in mm-hmm. order. That's not to say they don't want to. Obviously they do, but we thought that extra feel would be there to really take care of Vancouver. Exactly, and I was proud to say that I did pick Vancouver. You did, week, you so did. So I'm happy about that. Um, it was a, I th- but I thought it was going to be a shootout, though. I thought it was going to be like a 3-2, 4-3, kind of just, you know, everybody scoring goals kind of thing. But Vancouver had other plans. Uh, briefly, New England goes 2-0 on Colorado. Nice to see Juan Agadello finally get on the score sheet. Lee Wynn finally gets on the score sheet with a penalty kick. Colorado, just, just stop. Four games into the season. It's not that they haven't won a game. It's that they haven't scored a goal. Mm. But, Baxter, here is how bad the East is compared to the West. Please enlighten me. I don't know if you realize this. Colorado still has three points on the season. Oh, my gosh. The last two teams in the East each have... Colorado's won a game this year. No. They haven't won. They've They've tied tied three. That's right. They've drawn three. But, and I think, yeah, obviously they've been scoreless. Yeah, (laughs) Scoreless draws. But you have... Montreal, granted, they've only had three games, and they're putting all their energies towards <laughs> Champions League play as well as they should. Uh, the Union have five games, but each of those teams only have two points. So That's... you got the two uh, uh, cellar dwellers in the East having scored goals, yep. but they still have less points than the worst team in the West who hasn't scored a single goal on the season. That's a beautiful thing. Not really, no, because Toronto is technically only has three points on the season as well, and they've played four games. They've scored goals, but they've lost three games. Mm-hmm. And Colorado, I don't know what to do with them. Do we commend them on the fact that they haven't lost a game yet? This, or that they, well, they've only lost one and they've tied three? Like I, It was kind of like Portland for a little bit because you're like, well, they haven't lost. Right, but they were at least scoring goals. Exactly. I, I cannot commend a team that can't find the back of the net in exactly. four games. No, it's difficult, and it's... We'll see what happens with them in this upcoming week. Uh, Seattle beat Houston 1-0. Not too much to really say about that game. Other than the fact that how ironic that they've lost two games when they're up a player. This game, they go down a player, and they end up winning it. And oh, Bethemi Martins. I don't oh, know if you yeah. saw that goal. Yep. Man, it was, like a, it was like watching a ballet recital. It really was. Doing that spin, slides it into the back of the net. I He's mean, I, I, Cool I, as you like. <laughs> not a Seattle fan, but... I gotta, Still, gotta give them credit. That now, was a goal that you have to give credit for is Javier Morales' <laughs> just lightning shot. Just that's the the deciding factor is RSL beats San Jose one zero. Which you also called that. I called it I the did. other way. Yeah, he lines up for a restart. <laughs> yeah, a decent free kick. Yeah, yeah, decent free kick. He's got the defensive wall in front of him. He takes a shot. It bounces off the wall back to his feet. One times it knuckleball upper night. Oh, my nothing goodness. makes you more excited as a soccer fan. So he gets the assist and the goal. Is that right? I, is that like double <laughs> fantasy points? I'm right. not sure how that works for MLS fantasy. But uh, oh my goodness, I saw that. I had I watched it a few times. I was like, this is probably one of the nicest goals I've seen in a long time. Now, now a game that uh, we did want to talk about, and you talk about how bad Philly is, and it's true. 
Philly can't close out games. Philly does not have the offense at the moment. Sebastian Latou is a great player, and it's unfortunate that he plays for Philly because I might actually care more about him. Um, but And they do have good players. Th- and that's the thing. They do have good players. You look at their midfield, they have good players. You look at just the team as a whole. Yes, they're having issues with their goalies right now, but... Philly still has a good offense. They've got a really good offense. Yeah, they were up 2-1 to one for a majority of the game. Mm-hmm. Dom, Dom Dwyer finally scored. Dom Dwyer yes! scores. And he had, a, he had a nice goal as well. Um, but Philly leading all the way into the second half of stoppage. Looks like they're going to get a hard-fought three points. Granted, Sporting kept pressing. Well, <laughs> then in stoppage time, Sporting ties it up. Now we're at 2-2. So now we're thinking, okay, Philly's still yeah. going to walk away with a point. It's something at least. But no, just... Two minutes later, off of a corner kick, we see Sporting score the game-winning goal. You know, I still don't know if that was an own goal on Raymond Lee. It certainly looked like it went off of his hip. Uh, But Sporting's battling for that ball, and Namath gets somehow around Lee, at least fights around him, ball goes in the goal, Sporting wins 3-2. So here's another statistic for you. Please. Talking about how bad the union are. (laughs) They we just lead have a segment on how bad the union are. <laughs> right. They lead the league in given up restart goals. They've given up six on the year now with wow. that corner kick. That is just disgusting in that regard. It's terrible. It is. It's terrible. It really is. So so there you have it. Big ramifications though. Imboli is sent back to France. He's, mm-hmm. he's their starting goalkeeper. Starting goalkeeper for Algeria, who surprised some people. For obviously. Ghana? Uh, no, nope. oh, Algeria. So the wrong guy. Yeah, you're thinking the of wrong Portland's guy. keeper, um, which is amazing. We have all these international keepers now. But it is. It's league. like, wait, who do they play for? Mixed oh. feelings about that, though, because our nation has always been a nation of goalkeepers. They really have. You know? Anyways. Howard, Brad, all those guys. Right. Tony so Imboli is sent back to France, not to a team, but Curtin said, I can't have you around the team right now. you got to go <laughs> home. you got to refocus. Look, you're great. Your, <laughs> your, your confidence is shattered. Please go back to France and mm-hmm. relax. So now Philly is starting a goalkeeper this weekend. That was once a Union fan. Great. But he has no MLS experience. Oh, perfect. What's the worst that could happen? Watch him win Save of the Week and Player of the Week. That's right. Yes, that's right. He's going to have like 20 saves. He's going to make Tim Howard look like a three-year-old, and it's going to be just insane. I don't know. I don't know how you describe it in that Philly is – that's why I always look forward to when the U.S. – or when the U.S. – when New England plays Philly because I'm like, eh. This should be a fun game. It's always, <laughs> right, and then right. always Philly's like, oh, we won. I'm like, of course you did. Of course. That's just how it always goes. But, Simon, we don't always agree on the same thing, unfortunately, which is why we have a segment called 50-50. What is the 50-50? The 50-50, Simon, in terms of the soccer world, is when there is a loose ball and two players are running at it to see who can gain possession of it, for the, gain possession of it first. In our regards, a 50-50 is there is a hot topic that we want to talk about, and you and I have differing opinions on it. And then we offer our – we have 45 seconds each. We each get a half, as it were, to talk about it. Um, And then uh, we voice our opinions, and then we'd like to hear from you, the listener, of who you think won the 50-50 ball. Which you can do that either on Twitter or Facebook. So I started the 50-50 last week. I'm going to give you the running start on this one. Oh, thank you. Yeah. You're so nice. So 40, 45. Are you ready? Um, Should we know, let them know what we're talking about? Uh, you can, if you want to prep I'll it. prep it so we don't have to take that out of your time. Thank you. So DC United, they're doing quite well <laughs> in the standings. Mm-hmm. Baxter doesn't think they're for real. <laughs> I have a differing view on that. What? So Baxter, I've got my clock set. you got 45 seconds. Okay. Ready? I am. Here's the whistle. Go. 
All right, so DC United, look, you guys are real great and all, except you're not because the fact is you need to score goals to win games. Yes, I understand you have scored uh, 1-0 games. You beat LA Galaxy 1-0, and you just recently beat Orlando 1-0, and you beat Montreal 1-0. That's great. Your defense is showing up, but you need to have consistent offense to stay atop of the East. The East is a dogfight. You need to be able to have an offensive production to stand up to the opponents, especially when it comes to conference time. If DC United were to go represent the Eastern Conference and MLS Cup right now, I'd take any Western Conference team over them. The offense is not clicking. Yes, they're scoring late. Lucky goals, as it were. The defense, yeah, not too bad, but offensively, you got to have better production. Ben Olsen, get your boys some shooting practice. Let's go. That's it. Well done. All right, I guess it's my turn. It now, is. Right? Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. I actually don't need the full 45 seconds, oh so if gosh. I speak a little slowly... That's why. I just need to use up my time. So Baxter <laughs> is a striker. So Baxter only worries about the front part of the team. He worries about that final third. Granted, no problem. The fact of the matter is, just because they're closing out games in stoppage time does not take away from the fact that they are closing out games. And they are winning these games. That's what matters. What also matters, they're not just winning these games, they are shutting the other team out. One of the hardest things to do is to get your defense in order. DC United has done that. Yes, the East can be uh, the conference of the shootouts, but when you have a defense that can handle the shootouts, you don't need to be scoring 50 million goals. DC is for real. We're going to see that the rest of the season. Time's up. All right, well... Who do you think won, Simon, with the defensive heavy-minded and saying that their defense is looking good? Or myself, because, you know, scoring goals is a lot of fun and you need to score goals to win games, but that's just me. Anyway, I don't, you know, I don't pretend to know much about soccer, but when I do, I feel like, you know, the team that scores the most goals usually wins the game. Anyway, uh, we're going to take a fast break. When we, when we come back, we've got our uh, power rankings. The Timbers may have finally cracked in. The Revolution moving up. Let's go. We'll be back right after this. This is two up front. Welcome back to another edition of Two Up Front. I'm Baxter. And this is Simon. All right, Simon. Well, it's time for the official Two Up Front Power Rankings. Woo! Courtesy of MLSsoccer.com. We, we have, need, like, some bell music We or need something. something. We need, like, a cowbell. Like, something. I don't know what exactly it is. But, uh, Simon, uh, last week, would you please refresh the good people of what our power rankings were after week four? Week four, we had uh, FC Dallas, who, uh, by the way, Portland Timbers beat, gave them their first loss. A little, okay. little jab right there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, New York Red Bulls were number two. 
Vancouver Whitecaps, we saw it number three. Orlando, oof. <laughs> why did we do that? Number four. <laughs> uh, DC United was fifth, so that's kind of a good, uh, you know, yeah. how we feel about it. A yep, little mixed yep. feelings. LA Galaxy at sixth. Oops. New York City FC at seven. RSL at eight. San Jose at nine. And Sporting at number ten. All right. So. So we've seen some movement this we week. We have. We've seen a lot of moving and shaking. Two teams are no longer with us. Huge drop. Unfortunately. But. We're over it. The better, the better teams are finally starting to show up. Do we want to start at the bottom and work our way up, or where yeah, do we, we want to go? Yeah, we haven't done that yet. Why Let's don't we start do at the that? bottom? So, number ten, Simon is who? This this was not purely out of uh, sure. What's the word I'm looking for? Favoritism? Bias? Bias? Yeah, we're going with fire the up the chainsaws. <laughs> That's right. When you beat the hottest team in MLS and you draw several other games, it's mm. time you make the power it's rankings. It's true, especially so, when they were ranked number one in our power rankings. You look That's at right, FC yeah. Dallas, yes. FC Dallas yes. was the number one ranked team in our power rankings last week, and Portland says, no, we're going to go beat you. So Portland finally is putting everything together, still dealing with injuries to mm-hmm. Diego Valeri and uh, Johnson, who I am still not that big <sighs> of a fan. I love Will Johnson. Yeah, I just can't stand his crying on the field. That's who should get the tissue. But anyways. <laughs> maybe that was a gift. He's like, hey, maybe you should give this to Will. Right, there you go. right maybe, that's, maybe. Maybe that's yes, all he was yes. trying to do, and he just took it the wrong I way. I like that. I like that. <laughs> so anyways, we've got Portland at number 10. They yes. well-deserved number 10. All right. So moving on to number 9. Sound the alarm south of the border of us here in Milwaukee. The Chicago Fire have cracked our two upfront power rankings for week five after a 3-2 thrashing of Toronto FC. The Harry Shipped effect, it's real. Embrace it's real. it. I sure. love Harry Ship. I mean, yes, he didn't score a goal or have an assist, but he's a dynamic player. He caused all kinds of havoc for TFC and has continued to look really great all season long. He's only a second-year guy in the league. Absolutely. It's, it's, he's, he knows what he's doing out there. Yes, the Fire is still a sub-500 club. They are. But they've got two wins in a row, two strong wins exactly. in a row. And, and, they, and these aren't about the standings in MLS. No. They're about who are the hot teams right now. Exactly. Yeah, if you were to take this and uh, look at how they actually have standings and where we have them ranked, it would be a little out of order, which is fine. We want to be like that. Uh, number eight, Simon. Um, one of the two teams from New York. From New York, and neither of them played. They didn't, because and you you made a comment saying that New Yorkers were pretty nice over the weekend. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, which it was, doesn't it was happen often. No, no. The uh, the the is that NY? Yeah, NYCFC had moved their game with the uh, Montreal Impact, Woo! so that the Impact could focus on this last series. Aww. So yeah, you know, it was a nice nice yeah, touch from them. New Yorkers, they're nice. They so, forget about so it. So they haven't lost, and granted, they haven't won. Um, so they they do drop not because they didn't play but because other teams have gotten in there they drop a spot but uh, New York City FC hanging on at number eight number eight nothing wrong yes. with that at all uh, number seven Simon uh, after a thrilling victory against the worst team in the league probably but I mean yeah them or Colorado right it's a <sighs> you, okay so if you took Colorado and Philly who would you rather win that game. <sighs> Just because I want to see Colorado They'd get a goal, draw knowing our luck. yeah, probably would <laughs> zero zero scoreless draw knowing. Yeah, our I, luck. I don't. I'd still honestly, I think I would pick Philly because they at least can score goals. That's true. I would agree with that. But anyway, Sporting Kansas City, uh, they jump from ten to seven. So good yeah, for them. Yeah, Dom Dwyer yeah. finally getting on the score sheet, and they add those two stoppage time goals. So that proves that they are relentless. Like you said in our last segment, they are looking hot. SKC moving up to number seven. And I, let me just yeah, and, and you know the reason they don't go any higher is it was. Philly that they beat. Exactly. And that's yeah. one of the things we were weighing on, too. It's like, well, okay, they won. Good. Okay, they move up in the standings. They scored some goals. They won in stoppage time. And then it's like, okay, well, wait, who'd they play? Oh, they played Philly? 
yeah, well, maybe we're not going to push them up as high as we thought mm-hmm. we were. Because we, right. I know we debated that for a while. That was one of the bigger teams that were like, okay, do we want to push them up in the top five? And then we're like, no, they beat, they beat Philly. Come on. They almost right. lost to Philly. Come on. So there's teams that may not be looking wholly great on the field, but we see potential in them. Yes. And then they start putting games away, and that leads us to number six. Number six, the New England Revolution have finally cracked into the two upfront power rankings. But why so high? Because they have won two games in a row. I'm sorry, okay. Yeah, we, <laughs> no, we I'm actually, not arguing. I actually just want you to explain to the I listeners know. here. <laughs> Do you? Okay, well, New England has won two games in a row. Um, they've played five games. They've got seven total points. They're 2-2-1. Two, two, and one. Juan Agudelo and Lee Wynn both tally last week. We've started to see the midfield and offense reflect the same explosive type of offense they had last season. When they made their huge run, when they were in the playoffs, when they went to the final, numerous people were scoring goals. And people were questioning, well, what happened to Lee Wynn when it came to the playoffs? Because he did. There was a mm-hmm. significant drop mm-hmm. of Lee Absolutely Wynn. Absolutely there was. But it was fine because Charlie Davies picked it up. You saw Kellen Rowe. You saw all these. Chris Tierney, arguably one of mm-hmm. the best defenders in MLS right now, one of the most dynamic defenders. I think he needs a call-up, but that's a whole other thing. Um, New England is such a dynamic team when they put it all together. And I know you can make that argument about most teams, but New England can hit you from multiple angles. And that's the beautiful part about it. Yes, their, their focus is the midfield. Jermaine Jones, he's working on getting back to full health. Hopefully in the next few weeks we'll see him on the field. But their young midfielders, Kellen Rowe, Lee Wynn, and then you look at they've been sticking Teal Bunbury out wide. Juan Agudelo's been playing outside Shuttleworth the wing as well. Shuttleworth has been playing great. And that is another forgotten thing is Bobby Shuttleworth. He's a very good goal. Yes, they had a rough start to the beginning of the season. It happens. They had a rough start mm-hmm. to the season last year. And I was sitting there saying, and people were dogging me saying, oh, the revolution lost again. I'm like, wait. Just wait for it. That's that's how they started last season. That's kind of traditionally as a Revolution fan, you just kind of pitch those first three or four games of the year like, well, we're probably going to lose all of them to start off. And then they just kind of progressively get better from there. And even their losses at the beginning of the year, though, it's not like they were playing terrible. No. They were just a bit disjointed. Exactly. You know, But they're dealing with a lot of injuries, and, and uh, they're putting it together now. You can't deny that. So I think number six is... Right, well deserved. deserved. Exactly. Yes. Hopefully yes. they continue to make that jump uh, when they take on Columbus this week. All right, number five spot, another New York team. Yeah, going play. back to New York. We, why are we in New York so much? I don't know. Well, they I got don't... two teams. They do. You know? and, and, then, and you've got one. The uh, I don't know if you saw this recently. New York City has surpassed 16,000 season tickets. Well, look it's at good that. To see Filling them. up the Yankee Stadium there, buying a hot dog and all that there. Right. Um, so the Red Bulls, they did not play. Neither did NYCFC. But the Red Bulls, uh, they dropped from number two. Because they didn't play. They didn't play. And again, it's not punishing them because no. they didn't play. That There were other teams that did play that played well. So exactly. We, we, I think we both feel that they probably deserve to be higher. Mm-hmm. But you can't, you can't not move other teams because some other team isn't playing. Exactly. So that's why we didn't try to drop them out of the top five. We wanted to keep them within relatively high shooting range. So if they do win this coming week, they can still you know look to progress without having to drop to the bottom of our standings. Number four... Mixed feelings here. Mixed feelings. It's, so it's so DC mixed. United was number five last week. They're number four this week. Yes. And the reason being is, though I argue that they're better than you make them out to be, Baxter, the fact of the matter is they are closing out games That's late. And it's hard to deny when they have got nine points. They're not coming out and, and destroying teams. No. They, they're work, they are working well, but they're not destroying these teams. You can still destroy you can still destroy a team even if you're only winning one nothing. Yes, that's very true. But they're not. 
they're holding on, they're holding on, they're holding on. Then they put it in. So it's, it's about fitness, boys. It's about fitness. <laughs> I just hear I hear Gergen Klinsmann saying, "Well, yeah, we won the game, though. You know, we only scored one zero, but we won the game. You know, I can. I just I hear Klinsmann like we were the more fit team today. And that's that's kind of what DC is doing right, right now. Right, they're outlasting. Now a big jump, a five spots, huge jump, huge yes. jump, because of a lightning rocket shot that basically broke the net in the brand new stadium at San Jose. RSL jumping from eight all the way up to three. What a great win for them. Fantastic win in San Jose. They've got the whole, well, actually, I'd like to say they got the crowd behind them. I was a little disappointed with how empty that stadium mm-hmm. already looked. But nevertheless, Real Salt Lake, you can never count them out. You've mentioned it before, Baxter. They, they are a team that will always scare you. Yes. You know, they've got a good coach in Jeff Cesar. Uh, Cesar and they've got a great core of players, and they're another one of those teams like the Revs that sometimes they're a slow start, but they once are. you start seeing them win games, mm-hmm. they they are for real, and that's why we fear. have them. I yeah. have a healthy fear of mm-hmm. RSL. I always have, as long as Javier Morales and Alvaro Sabarillo are on that team, and Nick Romano for that nature, I'm terrified of RSL. They could be 0-50, I'd still be terrified to play RSL at any time of the year. Yeah, they they they've always have the tools there. Exactly. Now... This team only dropped one spot, FC Dallas. Mm-hmm. They've jumped down to number two in our spots because they lost. But we didn't feel like they needed to get completely punished, kind of like you see you know, in the BCS standings or any power rankings for most sports where the number one seed loses to a team that wasn't even ranked. And, and with that, you know, they didn't have Mauro Diaz in their center midfield. Who is a huge component That's for their a offense. huge loss for them not to have. Uh, and Portland took advantage of that. Uh, and that's also another reason why Portland is at number 10 because exactly. there were major components missing for FCD. The other was Blas Perez. Yeah. He only played Super the last <laughs> He only played the last few minutes of that game. Granted, he didn't score. Um but that wasn't a full strength FCD though they mm-hmm. were close to it. But again, you lose your starting center midfielder. That's a big loss. It is. It really is and you can see that someone like him who's so dynamic when it comes to distributing balls, making runs. He has a great shot from distance mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. You can't deny the fact that by him being gone it dramatically affected FC Dallas, regardless of all the other talented players on the field. Right, so it affects the, our power rankings two ways. Once One, Portland doesn't get skyrocketed in the rankings, perhaps like New England. But they get the foot in the door. But they get the foot in the door, and then we're not going to punish FCD so much just because they lost that one game. Yes, yep, exactly. So our new number one, uh, after being number three, is the Vancouver Whitecaps. Surprise, surprise, surprise. For you, maybe. For me, I've been I've been preaching Vancouver That's right, you all have, season. You have. And I have nothing wrong with them right now. I mean, they've got 13 points right now yeah they're they're the leaders in the supporter shield race at this point they seem for real you know is that correct english i believe i think it is yeah 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 Yeah. so i that's not my i believe statement now of course of course they did have a draw last night at home they did against columbus but i think that was one of the better games that we saw this season i really two draw uh key kamara man or k kamara Two goals last night, two nice goals last night. Van- Vancouver came back and fought to tie that game up, and I think, again, that's another reason why we still keep him at number one. And then Rivero scoring again. R- again. Because again. that's just, you know, what he does. Right. You know, interesting. couple of interesting stats here for you. I'm becoming stats guy. I really appreciate summer, you know. that. You, uh, make me, you just make us sound so smart. <laughs> right. Uh, Rivero and Kamara are one and two on shots on goal in the league. Makes sense. Rivero and Kamara are one and two on goals scored. A little caveat there, though. 
Uh, Kamara has three goals on the season. Yes, but there's five other players that also have three goals on. So the season. So there's like a there's a five way tie or six way tie, as it were. But Rivero's got five goals, so. and he's looking the part of MLS Player of the he, Month, like we saw last month. He keeps playing like this; it's an easy pick for MVP. I'll tell oh you yeah, that. and that's why I feel like Robbie Keane is just kind of sitting in the background right now, saying, "You know what? I'm going to give everybody a little bit of a cushion right now, and then I feel like Keane will." step it up eventually because that's just what he does yeah oh yeah he's consistent yeah. yep i will say that maddox last night for vancouver should have put at least a couple more away definitely one he had oh, one the, great look post. on goal on oh, he had another look on goal where he yeah. just scuffed his shot and it just kind of dr- yep. fell yeah. to the goalie's feet and so. those are the type of games as a forward you're just you know it wasn't fully clicking he did score he did score once. he did he did but you're like, I should have had a hat trick in that game, or I should have had more than At that. At least two goals, you know. I, yeah. Vancouver could have easily put that game away last yes. night. Maddox just uh, didn't have it all. Yes, he scored in the 63rd, but when you're up there to put that game away, you got to do gotta it. You got to close it Especially out. Especially in a game that was that much back and forth. I, again, it was it was a great game. It was great soccer that was being it was. played. It was enjoyable to watch. And therefore, we're not going to – I just sounded like Klinsman. And therefore, yes. we, are, uh, we are not going to hold that against – the Volkswagen. I mean, uh, Vancouver, Vancouver yes. Whitecaps. VWCs, exactly. <laughs> All right, so Simon, our new for Week 5 power rankings are who? We've got, uh, as we said, Vancouver at number one, FCD. Not too much of a hit from that loss. And number two, Real Salt Lake, the big mover of the week, number three. DC United, just a notch up at yep. number four. Red Bulls, we're not going to hold it against them, but they do fall a bit at uh, number five. We'll see how they do this week. Maybe they shoot right back up. Very possible. New entry into the rankings, well-deserved, the New England Revolution. Woo! Number seven is Sporting KC after that wild game against the Philadelphia Union. <laughs> uh, number eight, the other guys from New York. Number nine, Fire also jump into the rankings for the first time. And uh, my club, Portland Timbers, jump in at number 10. All right. So let us know what you think about our power rankings. We will put them on social media for you as soon as we get off the air for you so you can think about it, react, yell at us, agree with us, however you debate about it. All right, Simon, our week six predictions. You wanted to start off? I did. I want to start off with the uh, the first game of week six. Yes. Week six. I am going to predict a I, – I know you hate it when I do this. Okay. But I'm predicting a draw. Hmm. 2-2. Okay. Vancouver and Columbus. You're going to call the score out. Uh, yes. Wow. Yeah. Hey, you know what? They, they, they actually did that last night. You are a genius, sir. I, I try. I'm done. I try. I'm done. I'm just going to leave. I have All right. no reason to be on so, the show So thanks anymore. for watching. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. Yeah, so we may or may not have missed uh, that game last night, but Vancouver and Columbus tying last night, so that won't affect either of our standings. We'll just Let's just each take a point yeah, from there it. Yeah, there we go. I would have taken Vancouver to win the game, personally, if I had known about it. I, I agree. I would have as well. Okay. So it's a loss for either it of is. us. It is. I mean, but, either way, it's not a big deal. All right, so... Starting, you know what? I'm sorry. Please. Columbus is another one of those teams, though, that... They they're gotta, a bubble they're, team they got to right find now. that identity. Yeah, what is it? Are, are they... You know, it's like L.A. Who are they right now? They are. Well, they're they're uh, one, two, and one right now. They've only played four games. They've got four total points. Mm-hmm. Not an awful team. They gave the Revolution a bit of a scuffle in the Eastern Conference uh, semis last year. We'll right, see. They're, they're outside of the playoff zone right now, right they outside are. of it. But I, I think... I think they're they're a team that will start getting it together. Yes. We'll, we'll see them start uh, taking care of the East there a bit. Yep. Anyways. All right. Moving to on to here. our week six predictions for MLS. Uh, first game, FC Dallas and the Colorado Rapids. I'm going to go with a non-upset call of FC Dallas. I thought about the upset as well, but I was like, who? Uh, Colorado? <laughs> no. Never mind. Uh, uh, New England and Columbus. 
I am going. I'm never a fan of choosing teams that had a midweek game and then they got to play on the weekends. Uh, New England's playing too well, and go with New England. Yep, I've got New England as well for that game. Can Uh, you uh, tell your fans, though, to start showing up? There was only 10,000 people there the last game. Yeah, well, I mean, it was was cold. Oh, it was cold. (laughs) I mean, come on. I don't know. That's no excuse. Come on, Revolution fans. Get your butts to this. Maybe. Hey, Robert Kraft, build a soccer-specific stadium in the Boston-Foxborough area. I like that. I like There's that idea. an idea. Like that that idea. way, if 10,000 people show up, it's going to feel like a full house. <laughs> just a thought. I'm just, just trying to help you out because I care. That's why. Uh, Houston and Montreal. Ooh, this is in Houston. Uh, I've got to, I'm going to go with the same reasoning. I think Houston will take this one. I you think, think Montreal so? is going to be tired, the high off of making it to the to the final. Yeah, I'm going to go mm-hmm. with Houston. Okay. See, I think because they're high, they're actually going to – it's finally going to transition over to league play. Okay. I think All that right. Montreal beats Houston right. this week. All right. Sounds good. Uh, Philly and NYCFC. I want to credit uh, NYCFC with about five well, goals. Well, this is, this is in Philadelphia, not, that doesn't not in matter. New York. It doesn't matter. I'm taking the NYCFC. Well – I am too. Okay. <laughs> wait, wait. Okay. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> this is uh, a tough. One. This is a fun game. Yes. Sporting Kansas City and RSL in in Kansas City. Ooh. I'm going with a draw. <sighs> of course you are. I'm taking. <laughs> R- I always pick winners. I don't pick draws. I, I, you, last week you picked a draw. I think I you did. You're right. I picked. No, I didn't. You did. Well, there, there was one week that you did. I picked a draw. Oh, I picked to draw the uh, week t- week three Chicago Philly. All right, game. all right. So but you can't say always. Exactly. Ninety five percent of the time, I okay. don't pick a draw. Um, that's usually when I don't care about the game, and I didn't care about the Chicago Philly. <laughs> no, game. I, I do care about this because I think it's going to be a fun game. It is. It's huge implications for the Western Conference. That's for sure. RSL sitting at third right now, sporting at four. You might see these two teams battling each other out in the playoffs as well for Very the conference. Well All right, um, I've got RSL winning this game. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with the draw on that. Okay. Uh, DC and the Red Bulls. Second time these teams have seen each other yep, in the Atlantic just a Cup. Few weeks. I'm going to go with the Red Bulls, even I though it's am. at DC. Yeah. See, that's who I was going to pick too. In all honesty, yeah. I just I'm not a believer fan. If, if DC convincingly wins, I might start to put my foot on the bandwagon. What if they win one zero? I'm going to throw something. That's what I'm going to do. If it's if it's any time before the 90th minute that they score, I'll think about it. All right. If it's a nice All goal. Right. If it's All just right. a like, tap in, I'll be like, eh. All right. Lucky. All right, and I'm going with the Red Bulls. They've had a lot of rest. Bradley Wright Phillips is playing great. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got Dax playing well. Uh, Sasha Kleschen playing well. Everybody, you know, uh, uh, Robles is doing great in goals. So that's why I am picking the Red Bulls. They've got that extra rest on their legs. Yep, no, I agree. Um, all right, so uh, moving on, you've got Vancouver and San Jose. Yes, Vancouver has a short week. Vancouver is still riding that high, though, by getting that draw. I like Vancouver winning this game. Good. I'm going to take um, – this is my upset pick of the week. I'm going to go with San Jose on this All one. right. I feel like I'm always picking San Jose. Maybe I just want them to win. I don't really like the club. I was going to say, I'm like, I don't like San Jose. I, and you're always like, San Jose, San yeah, Jose. Yeah. Well, it's more like San Jose, San Jose rather mm. than San Jose. You know. Yeah, like <laughs> San Ho, San who? San, so, Juan, San Juan, San Jose? I don't know. Uh, Portland and Orlando City. Uh, Orlando City is not going to get Chicharito. Found out about that. Oh, you did? I didn't They're hear about not. that. Yes, okay. there was rumors that Javier Hernandez might be coming, and it came out today that Cheech is like, eh, nah, not, not happening. He'd rather sit on the bench. At Man United. There's, yeah, he wants to go Man back United. to Man United or whatever. Yeah. But, but I, yeah, whatever. That's fine. Hey, yeah. it's his prerogative. It's his money. Exactly. I've got Portland winning this game because Orlando, I feel like, still – needs to put something together that yes. is not clicking right now. The, with the way Portland played this last game, Caleb Porter, don't mess around, use the same lineup, and this is a guaranteed win for Portland. Yeah, oh, It scares me. That's the first time I've picked my club. 
Willingly, this like easy. confidently. This like, yeah. ah, Portland. Yes. Um, all right, and the last game is the Sounders and the Galaxy, a rematch of the Western Conference Championships. Where's Dude, this game at? This game is in L.A. But here's the deal. We don't know who these clubs are this year. Mm-mm. We don't know which L.A. Galaxy is going to show up. We don't know which Seattle Sounders is going to show up. We might as well just call it a draw and call it a day. Don't no, do I'm, that I'm to not, me. I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. I won't do that. Good, because I will. <laughs> of course you will. I'm taking the Sounders. I think they're still bitter after the conference finals last week, and they're going to thrash the Galaxy. It's going to be a 1-1 draw. It's going to be low scoring. No. There you go. No. Obafemi Martins is going to have a, a, a day, and Marco Papa might find some scoring. Now, do well. we have a Wednesday game this week? That I sure hope not. So we don't sound... Uh, when is that USA Mexico game? April fifteenth. April fifteenth. That's well, that we is Wednesday. Sh- we we'll have a show before. We won't have a show before we then. Won't. So we'll real fast, pick. USA and Mexico. Who do you got before we go to break? Boy, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I'm not sure who Mexico is calling up. I don't know if they're calling up their European. Uh, Kubo base. Torres. Eric. Uh, Eric. Oh, Eric oh, Torres is going to be. Really? In. He got called up for that okay. game. Okay. Um, he hasn't been. Has he been? No, he's not with Houston yet. He's no, still, not yet. Uh, he's still on loan in. Uh, or not on loan. He's still. Yeah, he is on loan. Loaned mm-hmm. by Houston. Loaned out to that makes sense somehow. Right, he's with Chivas down in Mexico. I I don't know, he's somewhere. (laughs) Anyway, USA Mexico, Simon, who you got? It's it's on home turf. I'm gonna go with the U.S. Yeah, I've got USA. Look at the scarf behind us to prepare this fight and the USA. You know, it's almost against our soccer religion to pick Mexico. You never pick Mexico over the U.S. I don't care how good or bad the U.S. is. Always USA over Mexico. USA pride, baby. All right, we're gonna take a fast break. When we come back. We've got our I believe statements. Are you gonna are you gonna USA. sing it? There you go. I was like he hasn't started singing yet. USA. Now he's singing USA. We'll be right back. This is two up front. Welcome back to another edition of Two Up Front. As we get ready to close out, uh, I'm Baxter. This is Simon. All right, Simon, we've had a really fun and exciting show today, as we always do. Uh, you've been chanting as we chanting go to commercial a horseplay every today. time. It's been a fun time. And we're, we're video cast now yeah. on thecube.com, so we, a big shout-out to all the guys down in Chicago making this run for us. Thank you so much. Remember to check us out on Facebook at Two Up Front and then at Twitter as well. Yep, Two Up Front at Two Up Front Soccer. Yes, indeed. We are big, we are bold, we are exciting, and that's just us as human beings. I mean, but anyway, (laughs) enough about us. Um, It's time for our I Believe statements before we sign off uh, for this uh, another edition. Simon, uh, I'm going to go first. Yes, that's all right. yeah, yeah, that's great. Right, you know, we may have age. some new listeners out there, new viewers out there. I just yeah, want to please. explain real quick. There's this great chant that happens at soccer 
I I believe I believe that I believe that we will win. I believe that we will win. If you watch the World Cup, you heard that being chanted. Hey, now Baxter's dancing Woo! today. So that is where this I believe idea comes from for us. Exactly. So, Baxter, go ahead and let us know what your I believe is, then I'll let you know what my I believe is. All right. I believe that New York City FC will break the top five in our power rankings. I like. I believe that they're going to finish. I'm sorry. I believe that New York City FC will break the top three. Top in our, three. In our power that rankings is bold. This coming that week. is bold. I like that, though. New York, just I've, for those of you who don't know, NYCFC is at eight right now. I believe that they're going to at least hit number three. Yeah, our cell has been our biggest jump so far, I believe. <laughs> on the season with our power rankings. Yes, I completely agree. All right, Simon, uh, your I believe, sir, before we close out today? You know, I'm really excited about where our show is headed. We've got great support now from the Cube. Um, you keep getting us with more connections with people. I've got the soccer connections bringing in some uh, fantastic special guests. So I don't mean this in any arrogant way. It's because I'm excited. I really believe in this show. I believe Two Up Front Soccer is going to keep growing, going to keep moving forward. And Baxter, I believe in you. It's so touching. I believe in you, Simon. (laughs) Thank you so much. All right, well, this has been another edition of Two Up Front. Simon, any closing thoughts before we sign off? Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And where can they find us again on social media? You can find us at Two Up Front on Facebook or on Twitter at Two Up Front Soccer. Let us know about our power rankings, uh, what your thought is for the USA-Mexico game on Wednesday, and just any other general thoughts you have about the show. I mean, who's your favorite EPL team? Let us know. For those of you watching us on thecube.com, we appreciate it. For those of you listening to us on Spreaker.com or Facebook or however you listen to us, we really appreciate that. For Simon Provan, I'm Baxter Colburn. Uh, with our manager being the one up top, We are two up front. Have a great rest of your day, everyone. Hike the trail? Check. Order takeout? Check. Schedule heart checkup? Done. We've all adapted to a new way of living. Keep your health care on schedule with Johns Hopkins Medicine, where your health and safety are our highest priorities. We're ready to care for you through virtual and in-person visits across Maryland and the greater Washington region. Your health, our experts, safely caring for you. Schedule your care now. Learn more at hopkinsmedicine.org forward slash safe. This might look like a normal job, but it's not. When hackers infiltrate networks and steal or destroy proprietary data, we're all at risk. Earn a master's degree in cybersecurity online at Grand Canyon University and help protect your company from cyber threats by performing vulnerability assessments and threat hunting to catch hackers. What do you think protecting your company looks like? GCU offers over 175 high-quality online programs like this one. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.